If you were able to walk into a room confident that you would be well-received, seen, heard, and appreciated by others, and all it took was a few changes in how you navigate your everyday relationships, would you be willing to make those changes? It is possible to be both fully authentic and to experience the best relationships of your life. Now, here's the host of Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert, Mickey Gaffin-Stone. Welcome everyone to Navigating Complicated Relationships here on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Mickey Gaffin-Stone, and I'm going to tell you more about me in a moment. Right now, I want to tell you about our topic today, which is fat is your friend. That's not what you generally hear. And, you know, have you heard that fat's terrible? You should avoid foods with fat. You know, all the products that you see in the supermarket that are low fat. Buy this. This is healthy. Right. I'm here today to tell you why that is a whole lot of not only nonsense, but it's really dangerous for your health. This stuff is terrible when they're giving you low fat products. This stuff is terrible for you. The full fat is much better. I'm going to explain that to you shortly. But the bad guy in your diet is not the much maligned fat. We're told by the food industry that fat is the enemy of good health, right? You've you've had um, research cited. I'm going to get into that in a little while, too, because that's not quite what it seems. So it's not true. It suits the bottom line of certain organizations food organizations, to have you believe the lie. So how do you navigate the world of misinformation about food? It is complicated. It truly is. However, is it possible to eat a healthy diet? Can you just give up fast food and, and, you know, that's fine? Is that all you need to do? Well, fast food is certainly not helping you. There's nothing good in fast food. And I think most of us know that, whether we like that response or not. But there there is a lot of things you need to know beside that. So today we're going to explore what was made a scapegoat. Hint, it's the fat. And what really is the problem? And that what, what's giving us the health woes that we have? So you can tell from the title, Fat is Your Friend, that I don't have a big beef about fat. Uh, pardon the pun. So... Let me explain a little bit about me first before we jump into the meat of the topic. Oh, boy, it's going to be a pun day. Sorry. Um, So, yes, meat of the topic. I'm a board certified behavior analyst and I'm also a precision nutrition level two certified coach. I have American Council on Exercise certifications in a few different things. But the one that's interesting here is certified health coach. So I have a bunch of learning that goes into this topic. I've also studied functional nutrition at master's level. So I have a lot of things that I've learned along the way. And moving from country to country, which I've done all my life, I've seen different approaches to food. And it's really telling where food industries have a big sway over the market versus it's it's more of a natural produce. So in Asia, for example, The the problem in Asia would be the use of monosodium glutamate quite often to enhance the flavor and make you want to eat more. But that's that's a fairly easy thing to avoid. Really and truly, you just have to know it's there and then ask for it to not be in there. And there's a lot of fresh foods, including 
fat. Fat comes into the cooking. You've got coconut oil. Now, there's a lot of controversy about coconut oil. Is it good? Is it bad? Why the controversy? Because coconut oil is solid at room temperature, meaning it's a saturated fat, but it's not like animal fat. It's different from that and it's different from other plant fats. So it's in a category on its own. And the jury's out on whether this is really good for you or really not. You'll find research saying both things. So my thought with that is do like they do in Asia and use it in moderation, but it adds good flavor and it's a good cooking oil. So I would personally put that under the category of good fats. So what else have I learned along the way? Well, there's a story about the Dalai Lama, who when he was visiting New York City, was in his hotel room looking out the window and he watched people, you know, just people watching, seeing what they're doing, where they're going. And he observed that it's interesting to see that people will spend hundreds of dollars buying shoes and buying nice clothes, but they begrudge spending $5 on food. And this was fascinating to him because he thought the priorities were, should we say, backwards, right? And think about that. You're spending all the money on the external and you're not really looking after the internal. Well, which one's going to last longer for you? When you look at travel, look at the way the French eat, for example. French people tend to, they enjoy wine with their food. They eat cheese. They eat bread which is a very different bread to the stuff you can get in North America. This has a very different wheat. It doesn't have the pesticides and the genetic modifications that the stuff does that we eat here. But they eat food that has whole fat in it. They eat real butter. They have, you know, cakes, pastries, all kinds of yummy things, right? Chocolate. Mm. They have good chocolate. But that's the point is this is good quality stuff. It hasn't been messed with anywhere near as much as the food products that we get over here in the US. So another key is the portion size. You know, the portion size is much, much smaller in France than the ones that we're now used to in the US. This super size me thing has been going on long enough now that people think these massive portions are normal and they're not. Nobody else eats that much, I assure you. That's why, you know, Americans tend to be the size they are and other people don't. So another example of, of the food portion piece coming into play is when I very first came to the U.S., I was visiting Washington with an American couple that I knew. And we went to a restaurant. There were four of us at the table and we ordered steak. The, it, mine, mine came first. I had this huge plate and like half a cow sitting on it. And I just, I looked at this, this plate of tons of meat and I thought, well, it's kind of weird, but okay, I guess I need to cut this up and share it with everybody because it was big enough for four people for sure. So I started cutting it up, ready to share it out with people. And my American friends were laughing so hard at me and they said, no, 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 that's yours. You don't have to share that with anybody. And I think I stopped breathing as I looked at this thing and I, I was just like, what do I do with this? How does anybody eat this much? 
And I looked around the restaurant and everybody were getting like serving platters instead of plates. It blew my mind. And now, unfortunately, I'm more used to seeing it. So that tells you something about the portion control differences, right? In places like France, the portions are less. So Asia has fresher food. They tend to eat a lot of vegetables and they'll, they'll eat a range of food, far more so than we tend to over here. So there is a Chinese saying, for example, that you can eat anything that has its back to heaven. So if you think about that, that's pretty much everything except people. And, and that means you have a broad range of food available. Then you come to the US and we have predominantly fast food available. Now, the food here is very different to fresh foods because fast food is the cheapest ingredients. It's enhanced with all kinds of chemicals so that you'll think it tastes good. And the kind of fat that is in that food is not the best quality fat. It's stuff that's been cheapened, added, and it's it's purely there to fill you to, to make the flavor more like something you'd expect. It's bigger, it's sweeter, and frankly, the food's more likely to be fried and less likely to have veg vegetables. So companies in the US use additives to enhance the flavor of these food products, and they use things that they cannot use in Europe. It's not permitted in Europe. And yet the same companies will produce food here with those additives. So red food dyes, for example, there are certain red food dyes that are known to cause behavioral issues in children. They're known to sort of prompt, promote, make worse ADHD symptoms. And they're banned in Europe, but you find them in American food all over the place. So this is something that people don't tend to know. I mean, why would, why would that be advertised, right? But those companies know what they're doing. They're just pushing cheap ingredients to increase their profit margins. So in the US, the, the food companies will blame people's sedentary lifestyles. The TV and computer companies say it's junk food. What do you say it is? What do you think the culprit is here? And do you still buy into those stories that fat is the problem, that you shouldn't be eating fat? Now, if you try going on a diet without any fat, you're going to have all kinds of health problems come up because we actually need fat in our diet. We need fat in our bodies and we particularly need cholesterol. I know, shocking, right? I said it. But cholesterol is in every cell of your body. It's what maintains the cell membrane. So if you don't have cholesterol, your, your body, the, the cells in your body are just going to, you know, they, they, they're not going to hold up and you're going to have a very serious problem. It, it, the good quality fat is also helping your body store vitamins A, D, E and K. You can't have those those vitamins in your body without fat. They need fat to be absorbed. So if you're on a fat-free diet, if you're managing that, or you're really cutting down the fat, you could be 
low on any of those vitamins. And if you've been doing that for a while, I suggest you go get a blood test and see what's happening there, particularly for vitamin D, because with all the sunblock that people use and the extreme heat, meaning that a lot of people won't be in the sun, this is also reducing your vitamin D. A lot of people are deficient and they don't realize it. So I recommend if you've been messing with the fat in your diet and reducing it, if you've been using a lot of sunblock, this is a good indicator that you should go get a blood test and ask your doctor to look for your vitamin D levels. That's something that um, processed food tends to tell you it's going to be in there. But if you're eating heavy carbs and lots of sugar and no fat, doesn't matter if it's in there, you're not going to be absorbing it. So that's something for you to think of. And we have a break coming up shortly, and I want you to think about this while we're on the break. Lucky Charms breakfast cereal lists trisodium phosphate in its ingredients. So trisodium phosphate, if you have a look for that on, say, Home Depot's website or Lowe's or whatever your local hardware store is, if you look for trisodium phosphate, you'll find that they sell it as well. And it's sold as heavy duty cleaner that you use on your walls before you paint. Just think about that for a moment, because that is in your breakfast cereal. And a lot of kids are marketed to with Lucky Charms, Fruit Loops, you know, all these things that are 48% sugar and more. Like you'd be better off eating the cardboard, honestly. So just think about that. And if you have um, any of these products in your food cupboard, get ready to check the labels after the show because you're going to have a few things to look for. Right now, we're going to head on a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Just think about the things that you might have in your cupboards. Check them out later. Okay. We'll get to talking about fat very, very shortly. So hang on. Don't go anywhere. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Mickey Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin-Stone Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to mickey at gaffinstone.com. Now back to the program.
Welcome back, everyone. So the big question is, do you still buy into the stories that that is the bad guy and that you shouldn't be eating it? Or are you starting to think about that now and realize that maybe you've been sold a bill of goods? And we will get to that shortly. But the processed food in the country, in the US, in, in any country, actually, where processed food is on the rise, this is the problem. It's not fat per se. It's the quality of fat. So if you are somebody who eats meat, great, go for it. Do that thing. You don't need to eat meat every day, however. You don't need to sort of have meat and two veg every day. But if you want it once or twice a week, that's absolutely fine. Can you find a place where it's farm to table? Can you find a place where the animals are raised on organic food that's also the stuff that's meant for them? For example, if you saw videos of, you know, cattle that are being kept in pens and raised purely for meat, that there are things that will give you nightmares for weeks looking at that. But one of the things is the food that they are fed on is not the right food for them. So it causes the animals all kind of illness and upset. And they're injected with tons of antibiotics and hormones to make them grow faster. You're getting that in your meat. So you might want to not buy the cheap stuff at the supermarket. Buy less often and get the good quality that you can get from a farm that's raising the animals in a humane manner. That is going to be much better for you, and it's going to give you a better flavor too. I, I can tell you that from personal experience. We only eat organic produce here in our house because we've seen what happens to the animals when they're not raised that way. So that's something to consider. If you're a meat eater, you, you can be. But what quality are you choosing? Now, someone who likes to eat cheese, please don't eat low fat cheese. I don't even know what that is, but it's it's not cheese, right? Full fat cheese is the real thing. But in the US, sometimes we eat that like it's the main thing of the meal. Whereas how would it be if you looked at cheese as a condiment and you just eat a little bit to enhance the flavor? Look at it that way. That changes how much you're eating, but the quality could be really good quality. So in the US, we have obesity at an all time high and the food industry is still consistently diverting us from the real culprits. Now, I've mentioned in my previous um, talk about emotional eating and food and the problems that we have with the food industry. Monsanto is particularly a company that they own pretty much all of the corn, soy and wheat that farmers can grow. And did you know that farmers have to buy their seeds again every year from Monsanto? They can't reuse what they have. And farmers that have tried to do that will be called into court. And Monsanto have some very expensive lawyers, so they tend to win. In fact, they always win. So there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there that you don't know about. But meanwhile, corn, soy and wheat, a few other ingredients, too, but these are the big ones, are being used in food where they don't necessarily need to be. They're just bulking it out. And these are foods that are shelf stable quite often. The 
good parts of those grains are removed. You know, wheat is processed down to next to nothing. And the reason for that is the vitamins, the minerals, the, the bran, all of these things shorten the shelf life. So take those out, put artificial ingredients in, and you have a much longer shelf life. So that's one angle that, that the food companies are taking is it's very cynical. They don't actually care about your health. I hope you realize that. And the foods that are being produced for children, particularly marketed for children, the, the drinks and the, um, the cereals, there's, there's nothing good there. I can't point to a good cereal. Read the ingredients and see how much sugar is in that cereal. Don't look at the claims. Okay. A, a clue for you when you're in the supermarket is if there's a big health claim on a food product, such as low in fat, uh, zero trans fats. If they have to mention that, then the chances are there is a little bit of trans fat in there, but it just goes under the radar for the FDA to ignore it. Doesn't mean that there's actually zero in there. So there's a lot of things that the food companies do with their labeling. And the louder it proclaims that it's healthy for you, the more I would back away from that thing, because it's not. They are covering up the other ingredients they, they've put in. I've previously mentioned there are 257 names for sugar. If sugar is the good guy, why do you need so many names to hide it in? Look at any label and you'll find sugars in there half a dozen ways. Well, that increases the percentage, doesn't it? Meanwhile, the sugar marketing board, the lobby, come, you know, the lobbyists go to the government, go to the agricultural people and say, hey, we're going to donate to your campaign. Hey, we like you. You know, we're the good people. And they have a lot of sway. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of power. There is no fat lobby. There is no company that says, no, 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 fat's good for you. You need it for yourselves. Did you also know that you need fat in order to produce the sex hormones? testosterone, estrogen. You don't have these produced very well if you're on a particularly low fat diet. Did you know that? I'll bet you didn't. So there are all kinds of reasons you need fat in your body. Your cells need it. Your hormones need it. Your vitamins and minerals need it to be stored. And, and yet this never comes out in the propaganda that we're fed, right? It's all about have low fat. And when you pick up a low fat thing, Chances are it's got a lot of sugar. It's got high fructose corn syrup, which is particularly bad for you. And it's it's not, you know, the calorie content, which some people get distracted by, isn't really the point. The point is, what are the quality of your calories? You know, a thousand calories of Coca-Cola is not the same as a thousand calories of a, a nice balanced meal with chicken and vegetables. And, you know, maybe some brown rice, right? That That's a very different quality in the body. And for those people who do think a calorie is a calorie, and I've, I've heard this argued, um, no, no, it isn't. Because it carries different things with it. There, there are micronutrients in there. There are all kinds of things attached to that calorie that your body needs, your body's building you from. So if you're just drinking sodas and getting a lot of calories that way, that's not going to build your brain the same way as a nice balanced diet will, right? So think of it that way. I'm, I'm dropping a lot of things here. So 
if you'd like to be making notes right now, I'd be very happy about that. And I'd love for you to contact me on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram. You can find me easily with the name Mickey Gaffinstone. And you can also email me, mickey at gaffinstone.com. I would love to know what you think on this topic. What have you found? What what difference does it make with your children if you feed them on a sugary cereal or if you feed them uh, scrambled eggs and toast? Ideally, like Ezekiel bread or something really solid for the, the bread. But, you know, what difference does it make? I think you'll find there's a significant difference. We can't really feed kids sugar, food dye and the stuff that you clean paint with and then expect them to go and have a brilliant day at school. Right. They're going to have issues focusing. They're going to have issues with their mood swings that a lot of things are going to come up because what they're eating is toxic. Really, sugar is the other white powder. And if anything, it's it's more damning than cocaine because it's more present in everything. You know, cocaine at least isn't present in everything. And. When it comes to the majority of the processed foods that you buy in the store, Monsanto has a lot to do with this. Bayer Monsanto is the company. Now, they're also responsible for Agent Orange. So, I don't know, Agent Orange and our food hmm, probably shouldn't go together. They also, they're the makers of Roundup or DDT, which is found in all of the Monsanto controlled crops. Now, what's the problem with that particularly? Do we just wash it off and it's gone? That would be lovely, but no, it sticks to the crops that we feed to the animals and it sticks to the crops that we're eating, right? And what does DDT do? It collects in your bones. This is, again, something that you might not be aware of until I just told you, but you can look it up. There's lots of research out there that shows you it collects in the bones. That's not a very good place to be. I mean, it's where you produce your blood. It's there's just so many reasons for that not being helpful. Right. So. Why do we have this situation? What on earth is going on? Well, we have an agriculture policy. We don't have a food policy, right? So billions of dollars go into the agricultural companies and and sort of shoring up places like um, farmed crops from Monsanto and so on. And they, they basically monetize the profits and they socialize the um, sorry, my, my phone's ringing. That's terribly distracting. They, they socialize the cost of this food and they'll get subsidies and so on. And they privatize the profits. So, again, we're at the bottom of this food chain. Right. The people who are eating this food, we're, we're not we're not the prime players in this at all. We're the ones that are being played. So deceptive food labels are uh, something for you to look out for and just check and see how many names of sugar are on there. What else is in there? How many chemicals are in there that you can't pronounce? See if you can Google them and find out where else are they, such as that trisodium phosphate. I've just told you, you can find it. You, they sell it in a box and you clean your walls with it before you paint. What else is in your food that you can buy at a hardware store? 
you might want to know that because it doesn't matter if they say for enhanced flavor or for stability. The point really is what's it doing to you when you eat it? What is happening there? Wow. So where are you eating carbohydrates instead of fat and then getting hungry again because your body still needs fat? This is something, again, for you to consider. Make lots of notes. And after the show, go check your cupboards and see what's in there. So we have a break coming up in just a moment. And after the break, I'm going to let you know about some good fats and where you can find those and how to use them. Although I think, honestly, many of you know this. You just didn't have enough of a, a why as to why not the cheaper fats. But we'll go into detail because I want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. Thank you so much for listening to Inspired Choices Network and this show, Navigating Complicated Relationships. Right now, we're navigating a very complicated relationship with the food industry and the deceptive marketing that we're all prey to. So don't go anywhere. Come right back and I'll be here with the next gems to give you. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Mickey Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin-Stone Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Mickey at GaffinStone.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are navigating a very complicated relationship with the food industries and discovering that fat is not the enemy. It's the processing. It's the removing of the good aspects to your food, the vitamins, the minerals, replacing them with chemicals and then calling it good. That's the enemy. Processed food is literally it's a product. It's not what your body recognizes as food. So to do a quick recap, fat is necessary for your body to produce sex hormones, testosterone, estrogen, for example. It's necessary for you to store vitamins A, D, E, and K, all of which you absolutely need for good health. You're going to have blood clotting problems without K. You're going to have all kinds of skin issues and, again, issues with the blood, with a lack of vitamin D. 
your eyesight, vitamin A, like it's it's very, very important. Vitamin E is good for your skin, too, and your eyesight and a bunch of other things. So you need these vitamins. You, they're, they're essential. And essential means you need to be able to absorb them. So having good quality fat that your body can absorb and work with is the way you're going to get these vitamins and minerals coming in. Then good quality fat has the kind of cholesterol that your body can use for cell integrity. It uses it for sort of smooth flowing in the blood, believe it or not, in your system. When you have um, some inflammation in blood vessels, for example, the body sends out a signal, we need a Band-Aid. The Band-Aid is actually cholesterol. Cholesterol come and put a sort of smooth layer over the inflammation to sort of soothe it down. The problem comes in when you get too much of the heavy duty sort of low density cholesterol building up. And then the inflammation you have becomes such that it peels off and floats through the bloodstream. That's when you get your health issues. So guess where the underlying problem is there? It's not the cholesterol in your diet per se. It's the inflammation in your body. So for those of you who are already interested to go and get your blood checked for vitamin D levels while you're there, ask your doctor for a C-reactive protein test. This is an inflammation marker in your body. And anything over zero means you have some inflammation. Anything over three means you have work to do. And you really need to bring that systemic inflammation down because that is the root cause of nearly all of the chronic diseases people are dying from. If you bring it all back to basics, it's inflammation. Now, you don't get inflammation when you're eating healthy, whole foods, including fat, right? Fat is not the thing that causes inflammation. It's the chemicals and the processing that causes inflammation. So eating a good quality fat, such as cold-pressed olive oil, is good. You can have um, not corn oil, not vegetable oil, because this is a blend of the cheapest oils they can find. These are not ones to go for. And please, if you do buy margarine, consider not buying that, but go for butter, because margarine doesn't have anything in it that your body needs or can work with. It's a conglomeration of all kinds of things that tries to taste like butter, but it's it's not a healthy thing for you. So whole foods, fresh foods, things that have been grown as organically as we can get them, those are not the things that cause inflammation. The stuff that's been messed with causes inflammation. So having um, a good supply of good quality oils to use, is healthy for you. Omega-3 and omega-6, you've heard of omega-3s quite often probably. People are selling, you know, little fish oil capsules and that kind of thing. Three and six are necessary and you get them in good quality oils. Now, peanut oil and peanut butter are not so good because they're very high in omega-6 and it can tip the balance a little too much. Another thing to watch out for when you have a product like peanut butter, it's it's just peanuts ground up, right? That's all you need to do. That produces peanut butter. But if you're looking at the cheaper brands, you're going to see palm oil in there, sugar, salt, 
various other things to stabilize it, to, to keep it sort of smooth instead of letting it separate. And none of these things are healthy for you, then they do cause inflammation. So those are the kind of foods that you need to look out for and avoid those where you can start to substitute the whole food version of that. So when you go to the supermarket, for example, if you're looking for healthy foods that are going to reduce your inflammation or bare minimum not add to it, shop the perimeter, go to the outside of the store. I think this is the case in most countries where the vegetables and the fresher produce will be on the outside and then the middle parts of the store are all the, the shiny packaging and the, hey, this is healthy, eat this kind of foods. And, and they, they really aren't. So please don't, uh, don't get sucked in. Remember, the louder the advertising, the more you need to back away from that thing. So what other fats are good? What, what can you eat that's that's good for you? Well, avocado. For a while, people were running away from that because it's got a lot of fat in it. But it's actually a really good quality fat. It helps you to feel full for longer. It's better for your skin. It's better for your digestive system. Did you know also that fat, speaking of digestive system, fat helps the liver to produce bile or the gallbladder to produce bile. So you need this. For, for this production as well. And bile, you need that to digest fat. So it's kind of a circular situation here. But the, the main message I want you to get from all of this is that fat is your friend. You need it for a healthy body and for a healthy mind. So what other kinds of fat can you eat? Well, anything that is cold pressed should be good. Um, if it's organic, even better. Read your labels. I think we're going to have a big label reading exercise coming up um, because that's going to tell you a lot about the quality of produce that you're consuming. And um, I just found some statistics, uh, believe it or not, on the break, where Monsanto owns 90% of the soy, 85% of the corn, and 95% of sugar beets in the US all genetically modified. So all of those things are different to the stuff that's produced in Europe, the stuff that's grown in Europe. They don't have the genetically modified foods there yet. Um, I think they're trying to get them in, but, you know, so we are eating a different quality of food and we have a different standard of health. So where are you consuming things that you don't realize the cost to your health, the cost to your well-being and the cost to your child, you know, your, your child growing up. I've seen kids with Coke and a donut and they call it breakfast. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't think I could do a very good job trying to navigate my day on a donut and a Coke. It doesn't contain anything that the body can build with. It doesn't contain anything that the brain can work with. And there is. Um, there's a documentary out there. I can't think of the name right now, but if you look up Mountain Dew Mouth and Kentucky, you will find this particular documentary where there's a young man of, I think he's 19 at the time. His whole mouth is just rotten and it's because he drinks Mountain Dew all the time. So a dentist 
sort of works with him and gives him a nice set of false teeth at the age of 19. And in this documentary, you see the toddler there, his sister's child, has a bottle and the bottle is full of Mountain Dew. So when I sort of cite the case for avoiding processed foods and for really considering what you're giving your children, this is not alarmist. This is stuff that's going on. People give their kids what kids like the taste of and having tasted dad's Mountain Dew or whatever, the the little kid wants it. They don't realize it's going to rot their teeth and not do much for their brain. So we really need to look at the quality of food that we're taking in and where you can do better, do better. I'm not saying that you have to throw everything out of the cupboard and suddenly go, you know, vegan and whole food only. But if every day you can take a step a little bit closer to cleaner food and really get informed about the labels that you're buying, what, what are they selling you? Why did you buy that package that's in your cupboard? Was it that the cover was nice and sort of earthy brown with some green leaves on it and the words healthy for you written on there? All of those things are lying. You know, they're not, they're not true. If they have to sell it to you, then it's it's not the case, right? Carrots aren't labeled food. Carrots aren't labeled, hey, this is healthy for you, eat three of these. So really consider what's in your cupboards and how can you start to take that shift, take your health into your own hands, take your well-being and that of your families into your own hands. Start to include fat in your diet that's good for you, such as avocado, such as olive oil, you know, the cold pressed stuff, not the uh, heat treated. Where can you buy a good quality oil and really not corn oil? That's that's just genetically modified and messed with. So you're not doing yourself any favors with that. Where can you start to change your cupboard? Pick one shelf, have a look at all the labels on there and take out the most egregious ones and find a better version. Can you replace that with something? Where can you start to change your diet? If you need help with this, I am very, very happy to have a conversation with you on the subject and just look at what you've got, where you are, and how you'd like to proceed. Because this shouldn't be painful. This should be a positive step every day towards getting healthier and getting better food and sending a message to the food companies that you're not prepared to be poisoned anymore with their trisodium phosphate to clean the walls with and the various other chemicals that are in there. Why would you accept that? If, if I handed you a box of trisodium phosphate with a little spoon, I doubt that you'd eat from it. But every time a kid has a, a bowl of these Lucky Charms, which is just problematic on every level from sugar to color to trisodium phosphate, you know, you, you're not giving them a very good start to the day. You might have thought that this was great because the advertising tells you so. We all get tripped up by advertising. That's their job in life is to trip us up. They're very well paid to do that. But where can you now see that and step away from it? So if you'd like some help with that, contact me, Mickey at gaffinstone.com or find me on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn and send me a message. I'm very, very happy to talk with you about this and we can set up a plan. We can find a strategy. 
however you'd like to proceed. Okay. Meanwhile, we do have a break coming up in a moment. So again, I'd like you to make notes on anything that's coming up for you, anything that you question or you didn't know before. If you have any questions, you can always jump into chat. We have a little bit more time left. Just jump into chat and ask me some questions or shoot me a message and I am very happy to respond. So don't go away. We just have a little bit longer to go and I will see you the other side of the break here on Inspired Choices Network. Thank you for listening. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Mickey Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin-Stone Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Mickey at GaffinStone.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I've been covering all sorts of things about the food that you're eating and what they're doing to you with that food, they being the food companies. And I just want to let you know that, you know, the, the quality of food that you're eating is in your control. You have to ignore the advertising. That's a big step. Now, before we finish up the show, I want to mention that next week's show is called Parental Alienation. I'll try that again. Parental Alienation, a dad's perspective. Now, I'm not a dad, right? You, you caught me on that. I have a guest. David Collier is going to be giving you this perspective. He has a very powerful story to share, and I'm excited to bring him to Inspired Choices Network for you all to hear what he has to say. You know that parenting is a big focus of mine, and even with looking at food today, the fat, the sugar, all the chemicals, there's a big concern for the children and how we're feeding them. And what do you expect them to grow up like? You know, how are they going to be if we're feeding them all these chemicals? So that's the emphasis for my show today. And next week's show is parental alienation. If you know someone that's experienced this or if you've experienced this yourself, please do tune in for this show. David's got a lot of important insights to share with you. So that's next week here on Inspired Choices Network, navigating complicated relationships. So it's hard for you to cook at home as badly as fast food companies do. So if you're someone who says, well, I, I don't cook, I don't know how to cook, you're still ahead, I promise you, because fast food companies and processed food manufacturers buy the cheapest possible raw ingredients. And that is not what you're likely to do when you go to the store. Like if you got to see the range of things that they select from, I'm pretty certain you would not be putting those in your shopping cart. You buy a better quality of food. In fact, I'm going to go as far as to say you probably buy the best quality you could afford. That's what we'd all like to do, I think. So you're going to take home good quality ingredients 
and then it's up to you what you do with them. But you're at least starting in a good place. The fast food companies, the processed food companies, they take those cheap raw ingredients, they enhance them with salt, low grade fat, sugar, all the things that are very cheap to do, to put in there, and it covers up the low quality of the food. So this is something that you know, it's, it's very important because right from the beginning, you're starting from bad place when it's processed. And then because the food is, is cooked sort of so far away and, and long ago in a factory somewhere that the chemicals have to be added to keep the food looking good. That sauce that you're going to buy, it, it, it's always very nicely bright red if it's tomato sauce and it's it's all sort of nicely mixed. Well, how does that happen? Because I'll bet if you made it at home, it wouldn't look like that. Well, that's because there's emulsifiers, there's coloring, there's texturizers, all these kind of things are added, none of which you need to eat, but it all makes the food look good. So you're going to take out the fiber and the vitamins, the minerals, the things that break down quickly and take those out, add chemicals in and call it enriched. And this is your food. So that's where the fast food companies come from. You, on the other hand, have a very different choice. You can go into the store informed with what you're looking for and the less ingredients, the better. I like to offer some guidelines of, you know, if you're buying something that's processed, four ingredients or less. Another rule you could apply, these are just for fun for you to do. Another rule you could apply is if you can't say it, don't eat it. That's a fairly simple one, too, because some of those chemicals, they have an awfully long name. And it just, you know, what is that? Do you really want to eat that without knowing what it is? So those are some things that you can apply. But always read the labels. Like, I can't stress that enough. You know, my husband and I went shopping to buy chicken jerky for the dogs. We have five dogs and we just wanted to get chicken. That was it. And when we looked at the label on the back, it was chicken. Yes, there was also glycerin so that it looked a particular way and sugar. Now, why on earth are you giving sugar to dogs? Oh, it's so the dogs really, really want the snack. But is that necessary? I think dogs are going to want to eat chicken, right? So even there, you're not safe. So I'm going to say really look at those labels you have right now. Make notes, Google anything that you don't know. And if you're getting very concerned or if you're feeling overwhelmed by everything you find in your cupboard, then I'm here for you. And I would love for you to contact me and just let me know what's going on for you and where can I help you. Start to research where can you buy organic food? Now, I'm sure a number of people have just thrown their hands up and said, but that's so expensive. And it does cost more than the cheapest ingredients, yes. But the question there is research and find places. There, there are certain companies that will deliver to you. And if you have a membership with them, it helps to bring the prices down, for example. There are incentives for you to keep buying from these particular companies. And they're organic and they're from the farm to your table. So I'm not going to name any in particular because I'm not here to sell them to you. I'm just here to let you know that they exist. So really get some research going for yourself. Just sort of check out what your local stores have. 
the local store probably has organic produce there. Can you buy some of that? Buy a little less, because if you're someone who ends up throwing food away at the end of the week, and I have been there and done that, got to tell you, I used to have difficulty predicting for the whole family how much fresh food we'd get through and end up throwing some away. If you're somebody who does that, then buy less, but buy the better quality. And it might help to plan out your meals. That might also contribute to this. But don't be afraid of fat. You need to use fat. So if you're putting some olive oil on on a salad or, you know, you're making a, a dip for best quality bread you can get, that's kind of difficult. But, you know, it's it's not Wonder Bread. Let's just say that. Then, you know, this this is going to be healthy for you. Your skin will be better. Your whole digestive system will be better. And your inflammation should go down. So to go back to those blood tests for a moment, vitamin D test, C-reactive protein to see where your inflammation markers are, and then get that test done again for both of those things in a few months, three months, four months, something like that, after you've been changing how you eat and see how those change. And I think you'll feel better. Your energy levels will be better. And it sends a message to those food companies that we're not buying the stuff that they're selling anymore. Now, the pharmaceutical industry are here to keep you maintained eating that food. But do you really want those pharmaceuticals all the time? Do you want to have to go to the diet industry for help to lose the weight that the food industry put on you? Not really, because that doesn't last either, does it? That's probably a topic for another day. But I would love for you to think about all these things. I know I've thrown a lot at you today, but it's a big topic. Go through your cupboard, check your labels, contact me if you'd like to, and we can discuss a strategy for you moving forward. I'm very, very happy to do that. Any questions you have, concerns, any more information you'd like to add, like you might know something that I've missed, I'm very happy to hear it if you do. Please let me know. So be in touch, Mickey at gaffinstone.com or Mickey Gaffinstone on Facebook. You can find me the same way in LinkedIn or Instagram. I'm available in all of those places. And I would love to hear from you and hear what you got out of today's session. What was good? What was confusing, if anything? Hopefully nothing. And what do you want to do next? What steps are you going to take? I look forward to hearing from you soon and I will see you next week for Parental Alienation, That Story. Thank you for listening to the Navigating Complicated Relationship Show. Mickey returns Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, remember every relationship is a journey and with the right tools, you can create stronger, more fulfilling connections.